Father, we thank you so much, Lord. We truly indeed believe that you are a God of breakthroughs, Lord. We believe that nothing is impossible with you. The song that we sang is all about your truth, Lord. We see a mountain in front of us that seems impossible to move, but we've heard that you melt mountains. Wow, that is so, so true, Lord. We believe you for breakthroughs. We believe you for protection. We believe you for blessing. We believe you for provision, Lord. We believe you, Lord Jesus. We believe you are good and you are gracious. Your mercies are new every morning. Blessed be your name. Lord, we pray as we turn to your word, your word that is alive, that is living, that is sharper than a double-edged word. Lord, we pray that you would minister to us, speak into our hearts this morning, Lord, and Holy Spirit, lead and guide us as we search your word, Lord, search our hearts. And may the truth of your word be embedded, embedded in our hearts, Lord, we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to you and you alone. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's just quickly have a recap. We are looking at uh, two stories and the stories in between two great events. So one was the cross, uh, the crucifixion and the resurrection, right? We believe in both. We believe Jesus died. We believe he was buried and we believe he rose again on the third day. Hallelujah. He is alive. Amen. But there were some stories that happened in between. We've already looked at a few the in-between story, that's our series, and uh, it's going to be, the last session is going to be next Sunday, so I've just kept it to five, five Sundays of May. What we've looked so far is we've looked at how the stone was rolled back for the women when they came there. You know, they were wondering who will roll this huge stone, and God had done it. We also saw how Jesus used men and, and a team to roll the stone away so that he could lay, raise Lazarus from the dead. Right, so we've looked at these two stories. Last Sunday, if you remember, we just looked at the first verse of John 20, where we saw that Mary uh, Magdalene comes running to the disciples, precisely two of them, Simon Peter and uh, the Apostle John. And she comes and says, you know, they've taken away the body and uh, the tomb is empty. What do you do? What do we do? And we're going to continue now from here onwards. But just a quick reminder, what we looked at was a bit of a flashback and we reminded ourselves that what the disciples were going through, to trust God in the storm. Hallelujah. Not because we are brave, but because Jesus is in the boat. Amen. If you wish to have any of these recordings, please contact us. We will be glad to provide you the link. If you are part of our WhatsApp group, you know that we upload our sermons um, during the week, what we preached on Sunday. Right. Now we're going to continue the next. Okay. So now Mary has come running. To the disciples and now this is how the disciples are going to respond. John chapter 20 verse 3 and 4. Okay, So Peter and the other disciple, that is John himself who's writing, okay, he's just being humble, he's not mentioning his own name. Okay, so it says, Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. Very interesting information, right? Okay, we're all keen to know what happens, what happens once they reach the tomb. We're going to look at that next Sunday. We're going to look at these two verses now. And I'll tell you why. Okay, so it says that as soon as they heard the news, probably they would have exchanged a glance, looked at one another, and and then they take off. Both start running, and Peter runs, and John runs, and both are running in that same direction. They know where the tomb is, by the way. So they start running, and as they are running, 
John very candidly tells us that he outran Peter. <laughs> he reached there first. Okay. So obviously John is young, by the way, and Peter was 30 plus, and we know Jesus was 30 plus because they were the only two who paid the temple tax. And that was only for those who were 30 plus. So John is a young lad, probably a few years younger than Peter, if not more. And so, you know, it seems like he's a good runner. I don't know if any of you run. I know DJ runs, but uh, I don't know if any of you run a lot. So this morning, what we're going to do is looking at these two verses, and there are some gems there. Uh, we are going to look at run. Run, run, run. When we were small, we used to play this game. Fire in the mountain. Run, run, run. It was a crazy game. Uh, but why I'm talking about running is because the Bible more than 100 times uses this word run, run, runs, running. And there are some great, great lessons in the Bible. You know, there are so many stories of men and women who ran for the Lord. Okay. And these are life lessons for us. Now, we are not going to look at all those stories. Some of most of them I've covered already in my preaching. If you remember two years ago, I preached on Elijah and him running. If you remember, you know, running and racing the chariots and running away from Jezebel and all of that. Okay. But let me just quickly give you a reference of some great running stories in the Bible. And then we will look at what the Lord has to tell us. Okay. Look at these. These are all Old Testament guys. Let me see if you can guess. The first man on your left-hand corner, top, is the man who's running from Pharaoh. Any guesses? Yes, he is Moses. <laughs> okay. Moses had killed an Egyptian and uh, the news reached Pharaoh. And before he could arrest Moses, Moses ran to Midian. He ran from Egypt and he ran to Midian. And there he hid for 40 years. Can you imagine 40 years? He found a wife, got married, became a father. And for 40 years, he was there until God met with him in the burning bush and called Moses back to Egypt to set his people free. What a fascinating story that is. The second story on your right is where this man, young man, is running away from a woman. Can you guess that? That's right. It's Joseph. It's Joseph. <laughs> Joseph running away from Potiphar's wife. That's a good run. It's a good run. You know, Moses sadly is running away from Pharaoh. But jo Joseph is running away because she's trying to tempt him and lure him to sleep with her. But Joseph, being a man of God, says, I cannot do this. I, you know, this is not right in God's sight. And he runs away from there. Third guy, the third guy runs twice. The first time he runs from his own brother. And that's we saw. So that is Jacob who's running. He cheats his brother uh, hands down. And Esau wants to kill Jacob. He's just waiting for his father to die. And Jake and Rachel, their mother, susses that, that out and tells Joseph, Jacob, you've got to run. You've got to run. Go back to my brother's place. Now, Jacob ran from there and he reached uh, a place called Paddan Aram. And there he found out that my mother's brother, my mama, is a Laban. He's a very Labad guy. And that's why he ran from Laban later. So Jacob had a lot of running to do also. Like I mentioned earlier, we see this man of God running for God. Running for God. What a fascinating story this is of Elijah, also known as Ilya in Hindi. And Elijah ran in such a way he was empowered by the spirit of God that he ran and he raced horses. He ran ahead of the chariots. If you remember two years ago, we had looked at this fascinating story. It's raining and you can imagine Elijah running and even racing the horses. But very soon 
in the next chapter itself guess what this time is not running for the lord he is running away from the lord and he was running in fear of the queen the queen jezebel right he was running away and then if you remember that story right we, we i think we spent a few sundays over that and uh, god comes and meets with him and recommissions him and all of that another mighty man of god who ran from the old testament is none other than the king david and king david i guess ran the most <laughs> because you know if you look at king david he's he's all the time running he's running a uh, and the sheep is running because his father has asked him to do something he's running towards goliath and then sadly he's running away from his own father-in-law saul you know that is something that was common with david and jacob both had terrible father-in-laws they're celebrating fathers day next month so <laughs> but no pun intended right david ran from his father-in-law and then sadly when he became a father he ran from his own son named absalom who wanted to kill david assassinate him and become uh, the king you know so sadly david had a lot of running to do and hiding in the caves and all of that and you read that in the psalms and you read that in uh, the chronicles and all of that you, know, you read his story right now if you think it was just the old testament guys who were running think again because you see a lot of running stories in the new testament too i have just selected a few mind you there are many many stories who's the guy on the top of the tree guess You're right it's Zacchaeus Zacchaeus was a wee little man and he ran he ran because he wanted to see who Jesus was he had heard so much about Jesus and so Zacchaeus ran and because he was short and he couldn't see Jesus he climbed a fig sycamore fig tree and saw Jesus and had a powerful encounter with him as you go to the book of acts you see two specific stories of running one is when philip ran to a chariot the spirit of the lord told philip run towards the chariot and philip runs towards the chariot and he hears a voice reading isaiah and then who is that he is none other than the ethiopian eunuch and philip ends up baptizing him isn't that a fascinating story and another story in acts i guess it's acts 16 is the philippian jailer story where there's an earthquake and the philippian jailer comes running towards paul and falls at his feet and says tell me what must i do to be saved we covered these stories also all three of them okay so if you want any of these stories you want to hear again please contact pastor dipesh and he will uh, he will send you the audio link okay and uh, what do you think about jesus did jesus ever mention run he ran of course he ran but he mentioned this beautiful story about running you remember this story the story of the father and the son they call it the prodigal son it is the story of the lavish father and you remember that story where jesus said that the son was far away he had he had gone away from his father then he repented he realized he was wrong he returned to his father and while he was far away the father ran to the son what a story the story of love you know the story of compassion the story of forgiveness what a beautiful story that is so there are so many run stories in the bible right uh, i have selected one particular story simply because i preached on most of them but i do have some important points to say and uh, firstly let me say there are three reasons why we run yeah i'm sure uh, you would oh some of them have given answers well done good okay so there are three reasons why we run okay there are three times why we run firstly we run 
for uh, we we run in a focused manner so i've got three f's for you f uh, a b c d e f that f okay and uh, three f's first you run with a focus okay, so you run to stay fit you run for a competition you run to win the gold and prize right so you you run you run and you know, people people do a lot of running i think i i've heard people say that you know running is the best running and swimming are the two most natural and uh, best style of staying fit i know right now uh, many people can't go out and run those who used to run are restricted now and they are very frustrated but uh, you know i i know many people that's their go to exercise running right i know leslie runs i know dj runs these are runners in our midst and that's wonderful the second reason why the bible says people often ran was out of fear you know we've already seen that in the stories of elijah and david and so many other stories people often ran out of fear they either feared someone or something bad will happen to them and so they ran you know we looked at moses so many stories where people just ran they ran because they ran out of fear i have wonderful verse for you i'll come come to that very quickly the third and the most important reason why we should run and we will look at a few verses is the third f that's faith you run in faith you run to god hallelujah you run for god amen amen god wants us to run for him and we look at a few verses but firstly if you're feeling fearful right now okay you're saying yes i i i am feeling fearful and we we all are i have a wonderful verse for you look at what the bible says the name of the lord is a strong tower and the righteous do what the righteous run to it and are safe hallelujah amen brothers and sisters when you feel fearful you don't need to run away from god you need to run to god himself amen can i hear an amen amen the name of the lord is a strong tower if you remember we sing this song the name of the lord is a strong tower tower nikita goes tower <laughs> okay the righteous run to it and are say hallelujah brothers this was this is a model okay now you and i don't live in towers but in the olden days there were these strong towers that were built strong mighty towers that people built and what happened when the enemy attacked all the women and all the children and all those who were vulnerable the elderly and all of that they all went into the tower and they bolted the tower it was almost impossible because most towers were impregnable towers and david when he is singing these songs when solomon is writing these proverbs this is the word they use they say when when calamity falls on me this is what i do i go to the lord i take his name why because his name itself is a strong tower hallelujah hallelujah it's a strong tower and the righteous run to it and are safe my friends when we see everything going wrong around us like right now what do we do we take the name of the lord amen the name of the lord is a strong tower the lord is but the name itself the name that is above all names that is the name of jesus amen you can take shelter you can take refuge he is your fortress he is your strong tower and the righteous the ones who believe in him the righteous run to it and are saved amen if you are feeling fearful right now don't run away from the lord run towards god amen run towards god 
run for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, moving on. Let's look at this verse now. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. What a beautiful book the book of Hebrews is. I've just recently finished reading the book of Hebrews. And this is what it says. Hebrews 11 talks of all these men and women of faith and how they took giant steps for the Lord and they stepped out and they did mighty things. And then the Bible says, the writer of Hebrews very interestingly says, I don't even have time to mention all of them. Please, I don't have time. You know, but there are so many of them and let them inspire us. But this is how he starts chapter 12. Right, having finished all these uh, stories of these mighty men and women, he says, hey, listen, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. They ran, they ran their race of faith. Now it's our turn, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. We who live now, we are living for the Lord. And it says, yeah, a Christian life is like a race. The Christian life is like a race. And we will look at what kind of a race it is. And it says, listen, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. How? Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter, the finisher of our faith. I love this word endurance. What a beautiful word that is. You know, it means not giving up. And I've got a story for you, a story, a very fascinating story. The story is about John Stephen Aquari. I don't know if you heard of this name, but um, this story, you know, blew my mind. So let me just share with you what this story is all about. Okay? So John Stephen Aquari was a world-class distance runner in the 1960s and 70s, a Tanzanian by nation. Aquari's famous run happened in the 1968 Olympics. You can, of course, Google all this. Uh, it was in a marathon race. Now, you know, marathon races are races that run for hours, you know, hours. It's like 30 kilometers, 40 kilometers, 42 kilometers is what the Olympic benchmark was then. And it says this, this happened in Mexico City. And um, so there were 75 runners that ran. Okay, So talk started, the race started. 19 kilometers into the race, approximately 19 kilometers into the race, there was jostling between some runners. And unfortunately, Akwari fell down and was badly hurt. He injured his knee. Soon his shoulder hit the pavement. His legs began to bleed and his knee was apparently dislocated. The medical staff urged him to withdraw from the race. However, Aquari continued running, more of walking and limping for the next 23 kilometers. He finished last among the 57 competitors. The winner, his name is Mamo Walde of Ethiopia. He finished the race in 2 hours and 20 minutes. Aquari finished well over an hour later. It's quite embarrassing, right? You finish race one hour later after the the uh, the winner. Akwari finished well over an hour later at 3 hours and 25 minutes. For 3 hours and 25 minutes he ran. By the time he reached the finishing line, the sun had set and only a few thousand people were left in the stadium. As he finally crossed the finish line, a cheer came from the small crowd that was present. A television crew was diverted from the medal ceremony and caught this courageous man's agonizing finish. When interviewed later, 
what he said what john steven aquari said became an iconic became a legendary line this is what he said he said my country did not send me 5000 miles to start the race they sent me 5000 miles to finish the race wow what a statement right and just to let you know if you heard me carefully there was 75 competitors 18 of those could not finish the race they gave up and they you know they left the race and went away aquari despite being injured kept on running and that is endurance for you my friends hallelujah hallelujah right now the situation that you and i are in seems like we are all bleeding we are all injured all of us are none of us have not been affected all of us have been affected in some way or the other some have lost their jobs some have lost their businesses some have lost their dear ones we are all feeling the heat we are all concerned for our children we are all concerned for our future and yet brothers and sisters like john steven aquari god does not want us to give up hallelujah there are some people sadly who have walked away who have felt we cannot carry on with the lord no they they their their love for the lord their passion for the lord sadly has gone cold but i want to encourage you like john steven aquari God did not choose us only to start the race. God has chosen us to finish the race. Hallelujah. Amen. The Christian life, my friends, is not a 100-yard dash. The Christian life is a marathon. Amen. Amen. I have never ran a marathon, so I don't know much about marathons. I know some of us have ran half marathons, but I have ran for the Lord for 28 years and counting. and i know it's not been an easy journey there have been plenty of ups and downs and yet one thing i can say the lord has been extremely faithful he has been amazingly good and he helped me to run for him i want to encourage you like john steven aquari that you will run the race that is marked for you my prayer is i hope you do not give up another aspect of the race is called the hurdle race i'm sure you must have seen right these hurdles are put uh, at a at a distance and you don't just run you run and you jump you run and you jump right and currently the covid crisis that we are looking at is a huge hurdle in our long christian marathon isn't that true right this has been a se- serious hurdle for us but i know someday someday we will all look back and i hope our testimony is we cross that hurdle but we continue to run amen we cross that hurdle but we continue to run for the lord we did not stop imagine a runner coming you know running fantastically well and then the moment he comes to the hurdle he stops he looks at the hurdle and he says oh my i don't think i'll be able to cross it but you seen some of these runners they just keep running even if they've knocked the hurdle i'm sure you must have seen such races they just continue to run they just continue to run these hurdles are placed and my friends that is how life is hurdles are placed at periodically distance if you're a single person you will come across many hurdles in life if you're married you will come across ask anyone who's walked with the lord for many many years and they will say we never had a hurdle free life never every christian goes through hurdles 
our Lord Jesus went through his share of hurdles. You see the New Testament and you see all of the apostles. They had their own hurdles to cross. And you and I will cross our own hurdles. And we can look back and say to the glory of God that the Lord enabled us to cross these hurdles. Amen. So remember, right now what we are going through is just a hurdle. And the Lord will help us. The Lord will help us to cross it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at what Paul said. All a mighty apostles. Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run? Only one receives the prize. Run that you may obtain it. Hallelujah. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. Paul says, do you not know? You know, it was huge. Olympics was huge in the Greek world, right? It's, it's that's when it started. And during Paul's time, the race and the Olympics were, um, you know, it's, it's a Greek uh, city, by the way, Olympia. And so it was a huge thing. Thousands and thousands of people gathered to watch this uh, races. And Paul uses the same analogy. He says, don't, don't you know that many run in a race, but only one wins a prize. That what he's talking about is gold. And he says, so you run in such a way that you may obtain it. If you look at a runner, a runner is very focused. He doesn't get distracted. Have you ever seen a runner stop, take selfies, chill, take a phone call? You can never see that, right? He's not like he's running fast. He's first. And then he's, oh, I think my wife is calling. Once yes, darling, what do you want me to do? Huh? Get some onions. Okay, okay. How many? How much, how much kilo? No, you don't see that, right? He's, he's there. He's in his gear. And all he can see is the winning line. All he can see is that mark that is there, you know, that finishing line. And he runs and he runs with passion. Paul was not just a talker. In fact, in his last letter to his prodigy Timothy, in 2 Timothy 4 verse 7, Paul says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. Paul knew his death was imminent to the emperor Nero. He was in a Roman prison and he was going to die any moment. In his final letter, he had no regrets. He turns to his spiritual son, his prodigy, Timothy, and says, I have fought the fight, Timothy. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Hallelujah. How many of us towards the end of our life can say this? I hope all of us do. I really hope all of us do. I really, really hope I do. I want to be on my deathbed whenever that is and say, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, these hurdles will come. These challenges will come. We will have our share of falls. It will happen to each one of us. But like John Stephen Aquari, we will rise up. We will limp, but we will finish the race. Hallelujah. We will cross every hurdle. My friend, this is a beautiful quote. Many will start fast. Few will finish strong. Isn't that beautiful? I'll let that sink in. Many will start fast. I have seen this in my Christian life, and I'm not saying this in a negative way, but I have seen in my 28-year journey, many, many, there were many young men and women, or even couples for that instance, who started so beautifully running for the Lord. But then somewhere in the middle, they seem to have lost the plot. My friends, many will start fast. Few will finish strong. Something to the effect of what Jesus said, you know, Many are called, few are chosen. Men, we are running to see Jesus wave that flag. You all understand the checkered flag, right? 
it's the mark of victory when you and i cross the checkered flag that's when we know we have finished the race and jesus is waiting for us with a crown in his hands saying well done good and faithful one you ran your race well hallelujah my last point of the day is this beautiful story called this race called life there was this young boy who was extremely competitive he would often race to this and whenever he raced he made a big deal about it his friends would gather he would take a few competitors run and then always win the race and all what he enjoyed the most was the applause one such day he called two of his friends and said come on i challenge you let's race they raced and he won and all the students around the ground started applauding for him that's when a wise old professor came he looked at this boy and said run again the boy ran again with those two competitors and he again won and he enjoyed the applause and all the students were applauding the professor now bought a blind man and a frail old lady and he said now race with them the boy was shocked he said how can i race with them blind the blind old professor said yes race with them as soon as the gunshot went the boy ran and guess what the old lady and the blind man had barely started and the boy finished the race he turned back to the crowd but this time no one was applauding no one was applauding the boy was disappointed he came back to the wise old man and said why aren't anyone applauding i have still won the race why isn't anyone applauding which the old man said this time my son run again but this time i want you to run with them so this time the boy held the hand of the blind man and the frail old lady and they started running together the moment they finished the finishing line all three of them together this time the professor clapped and the whole crowd gave him a standing ovation the boy was surprised he turned to the old professor and said what's this all about to which the old professor said my friend it is important to win the race but what is most important is helping others win the race brothers and sisters i want to encourage you yes we are in a race but we are not in competition with one another this is not a competitive race this is not whether i am better than you or you are better than someone else this is a race where you and i are called to help one another i hope you know the story of the brownlee brothers where one of them was injured the other ran held his brother and they crossed together my friends each of us have a trophy to win isn't that beautiful the lord has a reward for each one of us he doesn't say there is one reward in masiha church let's see who wins it no that happens only at the picnics okay that happens only at the picnic with the lord there is a crown for rukmini and there is a crown for auntie asha there is a crown for rahul and there is a crown for aditi hallelujah amen there is a crown for each one of us brothers and sisters and you and i are called to run for the lord you and i are called to run for the lord amen 
we are called to run the race and win the prize that is when we will be we will fulfill our calling i want to encourage you i'm finishing early today but i want to leave you with this thought next time when we come we will look at what happens when the boys reach the tomb okay come let's pray i want to pray for each one of you and for myself i like us to close our eyes there is nothing spiritual about closing our eyes it's just focus but i want you to pray this for yourself and for us as a church that each one of us will run amen this is the time when we are being tested this is a time it's been 15 months of hurdles and we don't know how long this will continue but let's just say lord we want to keep running for you we fallen we've been hit but like john steven aquari we will run for your glory hallelujah amen god did not choose us to start the race god chose us to finish the race amen amen let's pray father we thank you we thank you for choosing us in the first place thank you lord that this day we are all together we are here in your presence because you've chosen us lord this is not an accident that we are here this morning but we are grateful to you lord that you have chosen us among millions of people you chose us lord you chose us and you revealed your son jesus to us thank you lord jesus that you've called us in this fantastic walk this race with you lord as we run for you lord we pray that we will always fix our eyes on you there will be many things around us that will distract us but help us lord that we will not be distracted in our christian race we will continue to run and some day like paul we can look back and say i have fought the good fight i have finished the race i have kept the faith help us to say that lord like john stephen aquari lord we pray that even when we fall we will rise up again and not give up like the 18 others did we will run the race and we will inspire our next generation lord like in the last story we will help those who are weak to run their race hold their hand and help them to to finish their race we pray this lord that you will help us that we can run the race and win the prize praise in your precious name lord jesus amen